With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the tone, the time will be exactly... Time for the Mo Kelly Show. Set it off, Mr. Mo Kelly. Mo Kelly. Mo Kelly. Here we go again. Mo Kelly. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Mo Kelly Show. Matt Rodriguez has probably the most eclectic law enforcement background and professional resume of any of the candidates for L.A. County Sheriff. It includes 25 years of service with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, where he retired at the rank of captain. He recently served as the interim chief of police in the city of Santa Paula. He was also deputy director of transit security for the Metropolitan Transit System in San Diego and served as both the interim city administrator and director of public safety in the city of commerce. He's getting all around additionally he served as the public safety manager for metrolink put another way he is able to look at life and safety in the big city through a number of lenses and vantage points but right now his lens is focused squarely on becoming the next la county sheriff and it's my pleasure to welcome captain matt rodriguez to the mo kelly show captain rodriguez thank you for coming on this evening how are you sir Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. And, you know, 14 months on this campaign trail, and that was the nicest introduction I received. So <laughs> they, they, the most comprehensive and accurate. So thank you so much. And, and, and I'm humbled and grateful to be on your show. Thank you. Well, I don't know about nicest, but I think it is accurate as you confirmed and i want to be accurate in everything that we do here and your background to dovetail on that is fascinating to me you come from a sheriff family and your career has included transportation administration and more how has this diverse and eclectic career of law enforcement safety transportation and administration what has that taught you over the years Well, what it really sets me apart from the rest of the candidates is I've not only done it from the contractor's perspective, which the sheriff's department is like the biggest contractor that's out there. We contract our services to 41 contract cities across L.A. County of the 88 cities. Uh, When I was a captain at Transit Services Bureau, we were, you know, servicing 1.2 million uh, people uh, each day on on the transit system, including all the uh, heavy rails, the light rails, subway, buses in the central city and also San Gabriel Valley. So this mix of government experience post law enforcement career has given me a really uh, unique perspective where I get to see things from both the contractor and the client's perspective. Was there any chance of you ever not being an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy at some point, given your father's and your brother's history within the department? Absolutely. You know, they were both sheriff's deputies and sergeants. 
I was supposed to be the lawyer of the family, which uh, sort of explains my uh, my academic career. In addition to all that professional stuff, I have four academic degrees, two master's degrees, one from USC from the School of Public Policy, public administration degree from Cal State Long Beach. I have a political science degree with an emphasis in public law from UCLA and also an AA degree from Citrus College. So they were gearing me toward law. But, you know, I started reading those law books and jurisprudence and constitutional law, and I was cross-eyed looking at that <laughs> stuff. And, uh, you know, so I, I got bit by the uh, law enforcement bug going on a ride-along with my brother when I was 16. And so, yeah, absolutely, I wasn't supposed to do this, but I have no regrets. I really enjoyed my service and uh, helping people, especially innocent victims. There is the concept of being a member of law enforcement, and there is the reality. I'm quite sure you may have watched your father or had him come home, and he would tell you stories, and you learned about the job through being a child and, and having someone who was in law enforcement. But your first day on the job as a member of the sheriff's department, what was that like, and was that reality different from what you expected? Well, you'd be surprised. You know, uh, growing up in this family, we didn't even talk about this stuff. We were a sports family. We went to USC football games hey. on the weekends. Dodger games, and um, we we kind of lived our life through uh, sports. There was no CNN and Fox TV, so politics wasn't even discussed in my family. So when I started my first day on the job in the academy and then ultimately going to the county jail and working with the worst of the worst in L.A. County, I worked high power with the celebrity criminals, including Richard Ramirez, the Menendez brothers, leaders of the Crips, the Bloods, and Mexican Mafia, Aryan Brotherhood, Black Guerrilla families. It was shocking to me. I was not prepared for that. I grew up in San Gabriel Valley, and I wasn't prepared for any of this. You mentioned about how you were growing up, and, and at least your concept of the Sheriff's Department, it wasn't about politics or at least the media surrounding it. And I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, the L.A. County Sheriff position is part administrative, part leadership, part executive, and definitely part political as an elected position. You're responsible for the department and also accountable to the voters of Los Angeles County and the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. That's how I would view the job. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, you know, my brother and my dad both chose to stay out of that. And, it's just, you know, the last position you can hold at the line level is sergeant. And there's no politics. It's just straight street level investigative police work. I'm the one that got involved with the politics and I was very close to Lee Baca and Paul Tanaka and Sherman Block. I was his spokesperson during the OJ Simpson trial. I, I saw a lot of stuff in my career, but yes, you're absolutely right. You owe it to the community. You have to finesse your way through the politics, the board of supervisors, and you have to be uh, able to work with these types of boards and elected officials to be a successful sheriff. And that's that's another thing that I have under my belt is working with a lot of different electeds and, and boards and just, uh, you know, different task forces to solve community problems. And that was my view as a civilian. But I also talked to a number of friends who are sheriff's deputies right now, and they're in different stations, different ranks. And this is anecdotal in nature, but some are very pleased with Sheriff Villanueva, but some are very displeased at how he represents the department to the public and beyond. Clearly, you think you're a better choice than the present sheriff. From where you sit, what is it that Sheriff Villanueva either doesn't do or doesn't get? Well, he doesn't get that you have to be cooperative. You have to have, you know, a spirit of decorum, 
professionalism, kindness, and respect in order to get things done. You can't be a divisive, angry uh, leader just pointing out architects of failure and everything that we see. That doesn't work. And the deputies do support him in a lot of ways, but it's a very myopic view. So what I say is, look, I can support you as deputy sheriffs as well, but I won't support you at your own detriment. The sheriff's department under Sheriff Alex Villanueva has been you know, dismantled, defunded and being destroyed right before our eyes. They're running at 70% capacity right now. And 1,500 uh, department members are long-term disability, uh, injured on duty, looking for ways to retire, looking for ways not to come to work. Morale has completely fallen through the floor. So I'm a totally different leader. I've had multiple backgrounds done on me and my one of the proudest things I've ever heard that made me proud was a background investigator for my position up in Santa Paula as the chief of police. He said, look, I've talked to three or four degrees of separation from you, and I have yet to find somebody say, to say something bad about you. Why at your core, at your heart, given what we've talked about as far as the politics and you know, just the uncomfortable nature of having to do this type of job, why in the hell would you want this job? Well, you know, when I see the sheriff's department in such shambles, uh, you know, I'm retired. I had a place out in the desert watching the grass grow, uh, you know, out on the golf course, but I'm not ready for that. Mm -hmm. That's not in my DNA. And when I see my beloved sheriff's department ailing, I'm not the kind of guy that just turns around and says, all right, well, you know, I did my time. I'm done. No, I need to come back and solve society's problems. This is not the Los Angeles County that I grew up in. The homeless situation is totally out of control. Homicides are up over 100 percent. And, uh, you know, violent crime and guns and gangs are thriving again. I spent my entire adult life fighting crime and protecting innocent victims. I can't stand idle and watch this. Is there something that an L.A. County sheriff can do to specifically address it and handle it in the short term? Absolutely. You know, the sheriff's deputies right now have been demoralized. Sheriff Villanueva went around for the last two, two and a half, three years telling them there is no justice system in speaking out against uh, DA George Gascon, which, by the way, I support the recall of Gascon. I'm the only candidate that has signed the recall petition. I'm your law and order candidate. I, I have respect for the community, respect for the men and women in law enforcement, and respect for the rule of law. So, yes, there is things you can do. Number one, I plan to take the handcuffs off of the deputy sheriffs and get them back to work to doing their core fundamental job. And that's enforcing the law and holding criminals accountable and, and having consequences for committing crime. I'm the only candidate that says this. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room and that's the people being murdered in the streets of Los Angeles. I'm willing to do something about it. You know, law enforcement better than me and better than most people. What, would you say has fundamentally changed in the past year or two, which we can point the finger at as far as why the increase in crime and violent crime in Los Angeles County? Well, of course we had a lot of stuff happen in the, uh, the, during the pandemic, but we could start with legislation. You had proposition 47, which decriminalized over a hundred felony offenses and made them misdemeanors. This whole philosophy of taking felony crimes and, and decriminalizing them, we can no longer hold drug addicts and criminals accountable. We used to take people in possession of cocaine, methamphetamine, uh, opiates, heroin, 
and we would put them in jail. They get the opportunity when they go to court to go to drug diversion to get the, the help that they needed for their addiction. And I supported that and I took a lot of people to jail. That is gone now. So people that have a very strong addiction to substances that need to fuel that addiction, they fuel it through crime but law enforcement can no longer hold them accountable. So this is just a complete degradation of our society. So legislation, early release of prisoners under AB 109, sentencing guidelines, and most importantly, locally here, just a complete breakdown of, of relationship between the sheriff and the board of supervisors who have defunded the sheriff's department. So they're now running on 70% capacity and you can't fight crime with 70% capacity. You gave me reasons which were mostly legislative in nature. In other words, you can't undo what the voters voted for or voted to change as far as certain legislation. How then can the sheriff address that if the voters voted to rescind X or Y, regardless of whether we agree with it or not? What can the sheriff do working within that matrix? Well, let's add one more to that environment, and that's D.A. George Gascon. He was elected as well, and he's chosen not to you know, prosecute a lot of very important sentencing guidelines and gang enhancements and gun enhancements. So let's just add that to the mix. As your sheriff, I don't politicize that stuff. I tell the sheriff's deputies, get out and do your job. You know, be visible in the community, work with the community. We exercise constitutional respect-based policing, dignity for all, but people have to go to jail when they commit a crime. And that includes, believe it or not, and dare I say it, that includes a homeless person that's acting out and assaulting or, you know, violating the public trust somehow, uh, you know, in, in public. That person, the rule of law has to apply and we have to clean this community up one incident at a time till we get back to normalcy. Now, I know one of your featured portions of your campaign has to do with conceal and carry permits. How does personal safety figure into this dynamic of dealing with crime from where you sit? Personal safety armed with a concealed weapon levels the playing field. Great example. We just saw what happened in Buffalo, New York. That young man who was obviously troubled and hell-bent on murdering people in a racist fashion, his only worry in his manifesto was that somebody might have a concealed weapons permit on him. So yes, I am fully in support of issuing concealed weapons permits to law-abiding citizens, same way as done in San Bernardino, Riverside, Orange County, and Ventura County. I will take a shall-issue policy as opposed to a good cause policy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KFI AM640, this is the Mo Kelly Show. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. My guest right now is retired L.A. County Sheriff's Captain Matt Rodriguez. He is a candidate for L.A. County Sheriff as we continue to meet the candidates. And Captain Rodriguez, this comes from the L.A. County Sheriff website. Quote, 
The issuance of licenses enabling a private citizen to carry a concealed weapon, CCW, is of great concern to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. In accordance with California Penal Code 26150 and subject to department policy and procedures, any Los Angeles County resident may be issued a CCW from the sheriff if qualified. You said not may, but shall. What type of discretion, here's the question, what type of discretion is granted to the sheriff regarding the penal code and issuance of CCW? The sheriff can issue CCWs to people who meet that criteria. He's using the uh, the, what they call the good cause standard. But what is good cause? Good cause is actually defined by him. Good cause, as far as I'm concerned, is spelled out in the United States Constitution under the Second Amendment, which says that you have the right to bear arms and that shall, and again, shall not be infringed upon. So for me, good cause is for you to be able to protect your family, protect your business or protect yourself. For a person like me who is a novice and may not know all the different distinctions as far as CCW, when we talk about an open carry state, what would that mean versus what you are proposing? Okay, open carry is a whole different scenario. That's a a state open carry where you could carry a gun on your person visibly. I'm talking about allowing you to carry a concealed weapon because you passed the litmus test. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what that is. It means that you're a law-abiding citizen who has not been arrested for violence in the past. You are sane and you could show that you're sane and you have not been 5150. You're willing to purchase a weapon legally. You're willing to train with it and become proficient. And you're willing, ideally, to store it properly out of the reach of children. As your sheriff of L.A. County, I shall issue you a concealed weapons permit. Going forward, verifiably, there is a rise in crime and violent crime. Some of it may be cyclical in nature. But if you were to become sheriff, not to promise a timetable, but is there anything that you could do in the in the immediate short term which would have a definite impact in the short term to help get this turned around? Because I don't think anyone wants to say, hey, we're going to have to wait another one or two years to get violent crime under control in as much as you can control. Well, the first act I'm going to do as you sheriff of L.A. County is I'm going to implement something called the policy of respect. That's something that I actually came up with after what I saw with the tragedy of the George Floyd situation. I felt that there was a lack of respect from the police to the community, from the community toward the police in the aftermath of that tragedy. So I I have this policy of respect, which means that the sheriff of L.A. County and every employee under his authority, including civilians, will treat everyone with respect, meaning we treat them responsibly, ethically, sensibly, professionally, empathetically, civilly, and transparently. After we implement the policy of respect, we're going to unhandcuff the deputies and get them back to their core fundamental mission of being visible in the field and holding criminals accountable in a constitutional manner. As we talk about accountability, and I have no reason to disbelieve anything you said, there are people in the citizenry, and I'm quite sure you've heard this before, so this should not be new to you, who would be not necessarily quick to believe or assume that this could happen in a short amount of time as far as changing the overall perception of the department. There have been a number of investigations. There have been a number of lawsuits and concerns about whether the L.A. County Sheriff's deputies are involved in gangs and other inappropriate and possibly illegal behavior. What about from an internal standpoint, could the sheriff do 
should the sheriff do to make sure that the officers are acting within department policy? Well, I could tell you, I actually am the only candidate that goes on record and says I was approached by a deputy subgroup clique or gang to get a tattoo on his ankle at 26 years old. It was a menacing looking tattoo. I was not interested in putting that and branding my body with that. I stood up to that clique and I actually turned that down. So what I like to say is that I, I was practicing leadership at 26 years old, not just 56 years old. But as your sheriff, I'm going to go into the organization. We will identify those deputies that have branded themselves with uh, menacing tattoos that are conducting themselves outside of the policy, outside of the scope of the law. They will be terminated from employment and they will be removed from law enforcement as a profession indefinitely. Then on the front end, I plan to go to the academy and address the brand new hired deputies on day one and tell them this culture of tattooing yourself and acting like a gangster and, and, and terrorizing the community and violating civil rights will not be tolerated. I am your rule of law candidate, and that rule of law applies to my employees as well. They will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if they're, in fact, violating it. I believe you, but I also know enough sheriff deputies who would be adamantly against that and who would not go along with that. Do you risk alienating if you were sheriff or anyone to be sheriff for that matter? Do you risk alienating yourself with the rank and file to the point where you would be ineffective in that capacity? No, because there's a very small percentage of the people engaging in this activity at, at full capacity, maybe 10,000 deputy sheriffs. I, I think the civilian oversight commission has identified 41 I bet you the number's probably two, three hundred, probably. So I'm not worried. I could tell you, deputies that get into this business for noble purposes, to serve for the better good of the community, they don't support people acting like gangsters with a uniform on, with a badge. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be the one that rips that off. They'll be removed from the organization faster than the ink can dry on the paper. What is your stance as it relates to body cams as far as sheriff's deputies using them, wearing them, and the policy or how they may be more beneficial given some of the more controversial incidents in previous years? Body cams are the answer. It, you know, it dispels any myths or any rumors as to what happened, but they have to be on. I will have a robust policy that ensures that they are on during all incidents and, uh, you know, I can't even believe we're having this discussion in 2022. I outfitted my officers in 2014 with uh, body cameras in San Diego, and the sheriff's department's still not outfitted with body cameras. It's 100% necessary, and, and, and it works both ways. It protects the, the deputies when they're being accused of stuff that they, in fact, didn't do. So I'm fully supportive of the transparency that comes with body cameras. And Matt Rodriguez, we've had a robust conversation about any number of subjects, but I had to get to just one thing. He said in the first segment as he was growing up that, you know, he was a USC fan and a, and a Dodger fan. And I noticed he could see me and he could see me wearing this Rams shirt. And he mm. made no mention of the fact that he was a Rams fan. And I don't know if I could in good conscience vote for someone who's not an L.A. Rams fan. So let me get out of the way here, Captain Rodriguez. And um, let me know exactly where your loyalties may lie, okay? I understand homelessness, that's important. Crime, that's important. But this, this is really important. I got you. Hey, look, I was very happy for the Rams when they won the world championship. Cooper Cup right all the way, <laughs> man. And you know what? I'm a wide receiver by nature. I played football for five years. 
I live my life by a lot of the principles I learned on the gridiron. But I love Cooper Cup. I was very happy for the Rams. But I got to be honest with you, man. Last time I saw them, they were playing in Anaheim Stadium. And then they left uh, St. Louis. And, you know, so there's a little bit of a, a, you know, I guess you would call it a honeymoon phase where I got to warm up to them a little bit. But, you know, I, I still love them. But, you know, they, I was very proud of them and happy for their uh, accomplishment. You talk about them in the third person. So I wonder, does that make you a, a Chargers fan? Does that make you a no. Raiders fan? You know, when the, when the Rams were gone, I had to find a story to, to, to root. I root for Brett Farr. I was rooting mm-hmm. for, you know, all the, the interesting stories, the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Breeses. Now I got a team. I'll back up the Rams 100%. I'm proud of them. And I think that, you know, with, with – the team they got in place, especially Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, yeah. I don't think they can be stopped. Part of the reason why I do talk about sports with a lot of the candidates is most of the candidates, including yourself, are from this area. We love this area. We grew up in this area. We have family ties here. Our families are raised here. And I think an extension of that are our sports teams. It, it kind of reminds us of all that's good and great about this Southern California region. And I didn't ask you this, but I have asked other candidates to slightly change gears. You are running against other people who are all, in my estimation, esteemed members of law enforcement. They've had many years in various capacities, and they're all from Southern California, and they all love Southern California, and they all love sports like I do in Southern California. But why the hell should anyone vote for you and i don't mean this disrespectfully but why should someone vote for you captain rodriguez as opposed to anyone else who's running well i'll tell you what separates me and you know it's interesting we were at the uh, naacp forum and uh, the people that showed up were all people of color it was either latinos or, or blacks that were running for office and all things being equal we're 30 plus year veterans of law enforcement uh we are uh, again people of color with very esteemed careers, but Matt Rodriguez is the only conservative Republican in this race versus eight others that are in the Democrat space. I'm not buying into this utopian philosophy that was put forth by the liberal Democrats that it's a cares first mentality and everything's going to be okay. And we don't have to hold criminals accountable. Uh, You know, I just don't buy into that philosophy. I'm a law and order candidate who believes that we need to protect innocent victims in this community. And the way we do that is by enforcing the law. Look, I'm empathetic towards homelessness. I have a very humanistic view, but we need to solve the problems of this community. Otherwise, we're just going to have complete mayhem or bedlam. And that's what we're seeing today. People are being followed home. They're being robbed. They're being beat. They're being shot. And I want to do something about that because I love L.A. I didn't get a chance to ask you this, and let me ask you, since you mentioned homelessness, where is this line, where is this this separation from public safety and also dealing with the homeless issue? Now, Sheriff Villanueva, he was a little more active in the sense of trying to actually deal with the homelessness issue, not the public safety portion of it by moving those who are in Venice Beach. And whereas emotionally I may have agreed with him, I did not agree with his his execution of what happened on the Venice Beach boardwalk. What do you think needs to be done in a homelessness sense? 
Well, just to address that quickly, that was just pure theater, moving uh, homeless from the Venice Beach and not in his jurisdiction, taking resources from the incorporate, unincorporated areas to, you know, for political purposes. And it's been well documented, even by his own assistant sheriff who's suing him now, saying it was pure political theater. But what needs to be done with the homeless situation, first and foremost, it's not about housing. It's about mental health care. We need to have the capacity. We need to build the facility, knock down that antiquated central jail, build a mental health facility with an incarceration capacity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to stop there. You're the first person I've heard say that as far as knock down that j jail and not put up another jail. That's something that's significant. Why is it you diverge from other, I would say, more traditional law enforcement approaches? Because I'm pragmatic and realistic about what's going on. The homeless are suffering a lot of them either from mental illness and or substance abuse. So we need to get them the care. And I'll say this, any advocate that's telling law enforcement, be hands off with the homeless, they're not doing them any favors because I can't tell you as the Metrolink manager, how many homeless individuals that were tragically struck by trains or purposely took their own lives by trains. You're not doing anyone a favor by leaving a family member or a loved one sleeping adjacent to a railroad track under the freeway bridge or on an embankment of a freeway. They're being victimized. They're being tormented. They need care. They need therapy. They need medication. They're much better under my care in law enforcement's capacity where I can get them the help they need than being out there in the streets where they're being victimized. My time has run out with you, Captain Rodriguez, but I know that there's someone who has been encouraged and inspired to join you on this journey, to support you on this journey as we get closer to June 7th. How can they reach out to you? How can they join you? Well, I would uh, encourage everybody to go to my website. It's Rodriguez, F-O-R, Sheriff.com, Rodriguez for Sheriff. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And just remember this. Matt Rodriguez is different because he is the conservative Republican candidate who wants to restore order to this community. Thank you for having me on your show. God bless you. Captain Rodriguez, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. I've enjoyed this conversation. I thought it was pretty insightful as well. We got to cover a, a wide range of topics and issues. This is the Mo Kelly Show. Remember to check out the podcast later on tonight. You can find it at KFIAM640.com. We are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Perfect for achy, indecisive minds. KFI's cooling info gel quickly relieves ignorance and leaves a minty, fresh scent. KFI. And KOST HD2. Los Angeles. Orange County. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.